Hello again, everybody. Welcome back to our community. Andy Thornton here from the Greater Peoria Family YMCA. Almost messed that up right at the beginning. And sitting with me today is Dean Hefta, um, who has graciously agreed to come in and, and chat with us today and talk about the weekly winning word and see where that gets us. So we come to you from the I've Decided Studios and our community is sponsored by the YMCA. That's why I get this seat, Dean. You paid for we that pay seat. We pay for it. We pay for this seat. Yeah. But no, I thoroughly enjoy this opportunity to get together and um, just chat about things and, and learn a little bit more from you. And um, I know most of the people, probably all of the people in the I've Decided community know who Dean Hunter is, but why don't you tell the other folks that might be out there watching sure. so they know who you are. Yeah, thanks, Andy. Uh, great to be here. Uh, who am I? I am a trainer, consultant, and speaker, mm -hmm. and I work with leadership teams and individuals, helping them improve their communication skills, their influence, their leadership ability. And for me, I start with where they're at and mm -hmm. what they want to get to and some of the challenges that they're experiencing either as a team, as a company, as individuals. And then we craft an approach to help mm -hmm. them get to where they want to get. And you're even willing to help talk about strategy exactly right? yep uh, a lot of times i'll facilitate leadership conversations mm -hmm. to help them organize and, and clarify some of where do we want to get to as a as a team and then how are we going to get ourselves organized to go about doing that mm -hmm. yeah, and i would say if you don't know dean get to know dean because dean is a great resource we've had the opportunity to work with dean at the ymca and we're going to work with dean again i think in about a week yeah i think we have it on the calendar um, and talked about strategic planning and strategy development and all those things. It was just such a productive session and look forward to doing that again with you. Um, but thanks for being here today. And we're going to talk about the word vital, right? And just set the landscape. Let's define it. Vital is something that is necessary for the continued existence of something, something extremely important. I think it makes pretty pretty good sense. It's a great right? word. It is a great word. It is a great word. And I thought Kim did a really good job of kind of framing her her um, weekly winning resource this week around it about self improvement factors that are vital for our success. Well, you know, as, as we were just talking about strategy, yep. whether it's in our own lives, there's something that we're pursuing, wanting to achieve. Mm -hmm. If it's in our teams, there's something that we're organizing together to accomplish. Yep. And I think as leaders, as a part of either leading ourselves or leading inside an organization is understanding what are those vital things yeah. that are necessary mm -hmm. that we have to have if we're going to achieve that outcome. Right. There's something that we say is valuable. And if there's something valuable that we're pursuing, then there's there are things that we need to identify as being vital. Mm -hmm. uh, in that course and that we tend to them on a daily basis. So that was just a random thought, I guess. Yeah. So would you say that valuable and vital are two different things? Um, possibly. Right. So mm -hmm. there's things that we, that we value yeah. that maybe aren't uh, critical. Right. And there's things that we know are vital that we must have, right. you know, so you can boil it down to, we have to have food and right. shelter and, Water Can't live without oxygen. Yeah, you have to have, right? Mm -hmm. You have to have those those vital things. Right. And then 
Uh, I think that same thing goes for an organization. You know, when an organization is young and right. new and just forming, there's, you know, we, we have to keep the lights on. Right. Uh, but as we prove how we do business, how we create value, how we earn money, yeah. now we can start moving on to higher levels of value, mm -hmm. maybe. Mm -hmm. I think I think it's important even for an organization like the one I work for. I've been around for nearly 175 years, right? Because you talked about startups and there's necessary things you need just to get from day one to day right. two and so on and so forth. But to use that process to um, maybe reevaluate, reassess, refocus, because it's easy to get too spread out. Um, and lose track of mm -hmm. your focus and to use that process to really define what are the things that are vital for us to continue to be successful. And we have history, right? 175 years of history to look back on the things that have worked well for us or, or look at the examples of how the organization's evolved over time. It doesn't always have to be the same thing all the time. But mm -hmm. I think that that's, that's an interesting way to look at it too. Well, a couple things there is, you know, when you think about history, we can honor our history and recognize it, right. but also as leaders, making sure that we aren't becoming uh, servants to the ghosts of the past. Complacent, yeah. You know, yeah. saying, well, we never did this, or we right. tried that, or what would they say? Mm. We, we have We've to, always done it that way. We, we've always done it that way. As leaders, you as a leader, mm -hmm. you have to spend a lot of time in the future. Yeah. You have to get ahead of the organization. That's one of your vital uh, pieces of your of your responsibility or your contribution to the organization is you have to be out into the future. Right. That's vital. Right. If the leader isn't in the future, there's, there's going to be implications for that organization. Yeah. And that same thing ha happens for us as individuals. And I think the time frame that we think about our world in is important. So for example, as, as an individual eating today, this one day is not vital. Mm-hmm. We can go a day without eating. It's called fasting. You go multiple days. Without you can go multiple eating. days without eating, right? So in the short window, that's not a vital thing. Right. But if you said, well, let's go the next 60 days without eating, yeah, right. it becomes very vital. So whether it's the goals we're pursuing, um, the, the healthy uh, way that we take care of ourselves, the businesses or the organizations we're leading, understanding that what's vital is also related to the time frame we're operating on. Mm. So as a leader, when you are thinking about this horizon of, of what are we becoming in the next five years, you have a different list of vital elements in, in how you're seeing things than maybe one of your directors or employees that are focused on a, a program that's going on for a five day you know, length of time. Right. So, you know, sometimes we're operating on different scorecards. Yeah. Yeah, different perspectives. Mm -hmm. I think I think that, that's that's really good, and I think important to to be able to understand and appreciate too. Because thinking about it from the leader's perspective, you're right. Got to be forward thinking, um, and got to be able to bring people kind of to that level and be able to see that vision, right? But also be able to appreciate where they are and the needs that they have in that moment, mm -hmm. right? Right. Is, is really pretty critical. And, and it's easy to lose sight of that. Even in a, what I would say in a small organization like I, I operate in, um, it's really easy to lose that focus, which is why it's important to do things like we're doing with you next week to kind of refocus, bring everybody in and up to speed and create some of those, some of those um, 
connections for people. So good. Well, let's let's talk about the four those four factors, self improvement factors that Kim laid out for us. The first one is um, you gotta love yourself, right? You gotta love yourself. You gotta like who you are in order for you to be successful. I've got a thought on that. Yeah. And this this can be a source of um, even anxiety for people or uh, frustration in that I what I see is it is critical for us to value and accept ourselves. Mm. But that's different than saying how I am is good enough. It, mm. it is good enough, but we can continually become more, right? So we don't want to confuse um, self-acceptance right. and taking care of myself with um, just saying, well, I guess this is all there is. Right. In, in fact, we, we have to understand what do I need to be at my best? How do I charge my batteries? And a way to think about that is self-awareness of my psychological needs. Mm. It is my responsibility to take care of myself so that I can then serve others. Right which means I need to understand what do I need? And we have to fill our own tanks and it's our responsibility to do that. Not sitting back and saying, well, if they would just, you know, tell me that they appreciated me once in a while, then I'd be in a lot better place. That's waiting for somebody else to fill our tank. We have to take that responsibility. Mm -hmm. And that's part of self-love caring for ourselves says I'm worth it to be able to go and ask for my needs without being manipulative or, or bullying people into it. It's up to me because I can't give what I don't have. Right. And so it, it begins with that recognition that I'm valuable enough mm. to invest in myself. Mm-hmm. That's rich. That's really rich. And I agree with you vitally important, right? To, have that understanding, that appreciation, that awareness to know um, and, and, to, and to not be complacent. Because I think that's what kind of where you started out. You can't be just satisfied with where you are. You have to be motivated enough to have, have a vision of success out in front of you that's, you know, drawing you forward um, and, and take ownership mm-hmm. of that. Mm-hmm. I think that's extremely valuable. And I love the way that you frame that. I think that that's extremely important. And because I think it's easy to get wrapped up in um, this servant mindset, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to serve others. I'm going to make sure that the team is comfortable or safe or protected or well kept, well taken care of. And you forget about yourself. And when you do that, that only lasts for a season. Right. Because eventually you break down. Mm-hmm. You're not there to provide the support, to provide the counsel, to provide the leadership. And that's when things can fall apart. And, and if I may, a couple of things to be aware of. Be cautious of becoming the savior. Yes. Right. So thinking that everybody has to rely on you. Right. And the second part of that is don't take other people's problems on as your own. Mm-hmm. Those two are related. And it's very tempting for us to say, oh, well, I guess I'll fix this. If, if somebody has a responsibility, it is their responsibility to own that. And it's mm-hmm. okay for people to feel that tension. I don't have to take everybody's responsibility mm-hmm. onto myself. Now, as I say those words, I'm actually giving myself advice. Right. 
<laughs> this is this is something I have to manage. Absolutely. We all do. I struggle with that too. And I've gotten better at it as time has gone on and I've learned how to let go of some of those things. But I remember early on in my career, it was, I'm just going to do it because I know it's going to get done right. 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 And that attitude does not work long term because you're burning the candle at both ends. You're wearing yourself out. You're not growing people. No, and you're not growing yourself. You're tearing yourself down is what you're doing. because Mentally, physically, emotionally, all of those things eventually fizzle out. And you're right. You're not building the team in a way for it to be sustainable. Mm-hmm. And that's that's vitally important. So I love the way that you frame it. I think that that makes really, really good sense. Um, so the second point was then self-control. Right. The ability to control your emotions, impulses and behaviors for a greater purpose or goal. Mm. This is uh, probably one of the biggest um, early indicators of future success in a person's life is their demonstration of Mm. the ability to delay gratification, Mm. which is tied to Mm self-control. So self-control could be the management of my own emotions in a moment. Right. It could be saying uh this thing that i so desperately want what's really driving that is it more just emotion and satisfaction what's going on here Mm -hmm. so the ability to delay gratification is a form of self-control and being that person in a group of people who is continually seen as they can manage themselves Mm. and rarely do we see somebody in the light as a leader if they don't have the ability to self-manage self-regulate self-control people are not going to see them because we at a subconscious level realize that if they can't manage themselves how could we entrust them to manage others yeah yeah now we can build that muscle in small ways you know can i can i go a day without having chocolate Mm -hmm. can i start building my muscle of delayed gratification right small wins can i say i'm I'm not going to check social media until saturday you know, mm-hmm. can I can I give myself these challenges to delay? Can I save some money yeah. instead of just seeing what's left at the end of the month? Right. And I think there's, you know, you framed it in the way of, of you know, I think you said delaying um, gratification. But I think there's a negative side of it, too, when it comes to self-control is, is making sure that you're avoiding those pitfalls, mm. too, of anger, frustration, hostility those types of things, which are real emotions that I think we all struggle with from time to time, being able to, you know, set those things aside and, and think about the greater good of, of how you're approaching things. Or um, at the least exploring those things, mm. you know, so when I'm in that moment where I'm feeling frustrated or angry or, or whatever it is, what's the story that I'm telling myself? Mm. What is that anger telling me Where's about me? From? Yeah. Right. So usually when people express anger, it's saying more about the individual than right. it is about the situation. Yeah. So if we can have some awareness of that, that can help us grow our self-awareness. These pieces are, are tied together. Yeah, I think that. Yeah, I think that's really, really good and pretty valuable stuff. And a great segue to our next point. Yeah. Self-awareness. <laughs> Absolutely. Recognize your own personality, whether it's good or bad. Well, yeah, I mean, we... <laughs> Each of us mm-hmm. uh, would probably admit we have many personalities. Mm. Yeah. Right. Different people know us in different ways. 
Oh, for sure. You got work yeah. Andy. You got home Andy. Home Andy. Yeah, for sure. And uh, people. My wife has seen both. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right? I hear about that. Then there's fun time. Andy. You know. <laughs> and uh, so we have these different Church parts Andy. of us. Yep. You know, all we of have, those. We have these personas that we that come out, and so being aware of those elements, and you know, there isn't there isn't bad personalities. There are maybe mm. darker elements of us that we all wrestle with yeah, in different sure. moments. But when I think about self awareness, uh, and you think about leaders that you've worked with or worked for, or that you admire, people that you admire, mm. you know, what is it about them that seems to stand out? Typically they're going to have a good awareness of the things they're great at yeah. the things that bring them joy and energy and they end up doing more and more of them those things they put themselves in positions to use their strength if we go back to the term strategy for a minute what is strategy it is using our strengths to compete hmm. so you know if you when you're an athlete what are the what are the sports that you're likely to pick Mm -hmm. that you're going to compete in. Mm -hmm. Are you a shot put guy? Yep. No. Are you a long jumper? Like we right. naturally say, what are the things I'm more likely to win in? Right. That's a form of self-awareness. Yeah. Sometimes we forget about once we get into the workplace. So being aware of where do I get my energy? What kind of feedback do people tell me that I'm good at these things? Mm -hmm. What are the things that I really value and I want to do more of? And then how do I recognize also the things that just take me a terribly large amount of energy and I'm not really that good at? There's somebody else out there yeah. that loves doing those things. Right. Let's build a partnership. Yeah. How do you find that person yeah. and work together, right? Right. And build, build the success that way. Good stuff. You could have wrote the article this week, Dean. <laughs> For sure. Well, that brings us to the fourth um factor then and that's self-confidence and I, I think this is an area where a lot of people struggle is in self-confidence and i think you when, seem very confident about that i am i am very confident that's about right. that but i'm not always confident about what i do or or what i'm supposed to do whether or not i'm going to be successful there's always doubt that creeps mm -hmm. in there and i don't think that's necessarily a bad thing as long as you have the wherewithal and the fortitude to kind of fight through that, mm -hmm. right? And mm -hmm. and be able to look back and see where you've had wins mm -hmm. in that environment before. Because those things come around all the time. And you're like, oh boy, I'm not sure how the, I'm going to be able to get through this. But So let's talk a little bit about self-confidence and how we can over make sure, I guess, that we're investing in ourselves enough to where we can believe in ourselves. Mm. This is, we could do a whole other oh, I'm sure, yeah. <laughs> session just on this one, right? It's so deep and it's so real for for mm -hmm. many of us. Yep. And as I was reflecting on this, um, part of it we can look at, we can flip it around and say, well, what are those situations where we feel like we have low self-confidence? Yeah. And our minds are prediction machines. Mm -hmm. We're always predicting. Mm -hmm. And part of that is I'm not feeling confident about my ability to create this future, to, to succeed at this thing that's been put in front of me. And part of that may be how we are viewing a situation. So do you feel more confident about something that you've already proven you can do yeah. than something you have not yet proven you For can sure. do? For sure. Right? Yeah. And so when we use that scorecard of when should I feel self-confident, if it's only around my ability 
to know that I can do it. Mm -hmm. As soon as I find myself in a situation where I haven't done it before, my confidence is likely going to be low. Right. And so what if we use a different scorecard and we didn't measure either um, the fact that I know the answer or the fact that I have done this thing before, mm -hmm. that it's not confidence that comes from our history. But if we look at it as, is this something that I can figure out? Mm -hmm. If that becomes Do I know our where view to go of self, to get the can, can, I, can I figure it out? Mm. People that operate in a, can I figure it out? I can figure this out mode are likely to act quicker and mm. with more confidence because it's not about relying on their history yeah. of knowing the answer. And their, their own capabilities, right? I'm but shifting from, do I have the capability to do this thing to do I have the capability to figure out how to do this thing? Yeah, that's it's very different things. Yeah, it is very different things. And yeah. and we're literally asking ourselves different questions uh -huh. in the moment. That's enlightening. That light bulb. I don't know if you can see it, but light bulb. Because I hadn't, I don't know that I've really thought of it that way. But think of those moments where we have less confidence. Mm -hmm. We are asking ourselves, I don't think I'm gonna be able to do this. Mm -hmm. Our confidence goes up when we say to ourselves, I I'm confident we'll figure out how yeah. to do this. Yeah. Because I have others that I can bring in or other resources I can draw. That's one of our from. principles we can operate on is we have all the resources we need to be successful. Right. Right. But the resource may not be what we think it is. <clears throat> yeah. We have networks. We have the internet. Mm. We have an opportunity to bring our team together and solve mm -hmm. this in a in a way that we're going to be stronger mm -hmm. together, yeah. right? So what question am I asking myself? Have I ever done this before? New situations, I'm going to have low confidence. Am I asking myself, can I figure out how to do this? Yeah. I'm probably going to have higher confidence. Mm. That's great. We can stop right there. I'm satisfied. But I, I, and I think that's everything that you've said and from your perspective has brought value to me today. And I'm grateful for that. I really appreciate that. Um, we all come at this from different angles, right? And we think about it, but that piece right there is something that I need to spend some time reflecting on in my own life and separating those two, those pieces. And I would bet, because it's easy for me just to say, I, to get caught up in the, I don't know what to do. Right? Well, and I would bet if you look at your your role with uh, teams that you've been oh, a leader sure. within, you probably have a tendency to actually encourage the team with, come on, gang, we can figure this out. Yeah, for right? sure. For sure. But our internal dialogue yeah. when we're on our own yeah. isn't as positive or encouraging. Right. Yeah. No, absolutely. Always going to project that element of confidence, but it doesn't always mean it's there. Yeah, internally, I mean, you're like, this is going to be a disaster, right? I don't know what. <laughs> yeah, like, well, I don't know how this is going to get worked out, but we're going to figure it out. And I think through that process of at least being willing to jump in is important because usually through through the group discussion, the group thought, and just thinking about things in my own network within the YMCA, it comes to a pretty good solution. And there's always somebody or sitting around the mm -hmm. table who's is the one who can pull the group through, right? And it, and the neat thing about it is, is it's different. It's different people for different situations because everybody has different strengths and, and being willing to lean into that, I think exactly. is really, really important. 
but my initial reaction is all tends to always be have i done this before have i am i able to do this and you've got to be able to separate it and say where can i go for help and do that that's great that's good stuff all right any other thoughts while you're pouring out all this wisdom we're getting on a roll (laughs) all right good stuff well I can't believe it's been 20, 25 minutes somewhere in that ballpark, and we've worked through this pretty quickly, it feels like, but lots of good content here. I think I'm going to have to go back and actually watch this to make sure that I didn't miss anything. That last piece has just consumed me a little bit, but I really appreciate you being here. I appreciate the invitation. It's always good to sit and talk with you, and your wisdom is always something that helps me a lot, and I greatly appreciate that. I'm sure our viewers will gain some value to that as well so thank you dean thank you for hosting this you're welcome and thank you to everyone out there for joining us again here on our community and we look forward to seeing you next time on our community